Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. We're back again at the Saudi event show. I have no Dan because he ran away. So, Ryan, you're going to have to do his backup. I'm here. I'm here for and We're here. Support. We're here. Thank you. Thank you. So, unfortunately, I can't throw it to Dan to introduce our next guest in the studio. Today, we have Shadab. Welcome, welcome to the studio. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Doing good. Yeah, busy? How's, how are you finding the show? Yeah, it's it's been a bit busy right. uh, since like a couple of hours now. In the morning, it was a little... Right. Bit of quieter, and it's it's building up. It's getting louder and louder. Yes. Um, much to uh, Ryan's discomfort. Anyway, so we've got you here from Techrobotics. That's right. Tell me more. Techrobotics is an experiential agency. We provide different types of AR, VR, touchscreen solutions, 2D, 3D content. So you're dealing with someone that is not very tech savvy. So you're gonna have to break it down for me a little bit. Let's go back to 2012 mm-hmm. when we started. Uh, three friends started this company in Dubai. Okay. And uh, we had this vision of uh, giving solutions rather than products. Okay. So we started with touchscreen solutions of large format, like 43. So, but you saw a gap in the market. You saw that people weren't doing it well, or what uh, made you guys start there, the there company? There was like back in 2012, touchscreens were a very niche niche market. Mm-hmm. Not many people were using so. It was more of first awareness of the product and then selling it. You know, generally products or the companies, they have something on the list. They just ask you for the quotation. Here yeah. you have to generate the inquiry. So we started with selling solutions, touchscreen solutions. So doing everything in-house, like the UI UX, the programming, giving the right size, the right touchscreen. So by UX, you mean the uh, user's experience? User interface and the user experience, yeah. So we started it and fortunately we were uh, able to get our first client in Qatar. So we did a very big event which was Arab League Summit where 27 head of the states were invited and the screen in front of them was given by us. Okay. And it was a difficult journey because uh, we didn't have any prior experience before opening it. So what were you doing before that? I'm a mechanical engineer by uh, profession. Okay. I used to sell pipes. Pipes? Can we ask what uh, pipe? Water pipes? supply pipes. You went from water supply pipes yes. to AI, VR, touchscreens, tech. That's correct. How? So it was, uh, I'm born and brought up in Dubai. Yep. Then did my engineering back in India, came yep. back, started working for four years, then did my MBA in Dubai. Then met And your MBA? Uh, MBA in marketing. Marketing. Met a friend there, his also name was Shadab. Unfortunately, he passed How? away last year. Oh, I'm so sorry. So we both and Akash was his common friend. He was into AI and he's still into AI and AI technologies. So we used to have these talks of uh, opening a company, what should we do, what product we should give. So 2012, we designed our jobs and started this company. For six months, we were just eating KFC and sitting at office. <laughs> eating KFCs. <laughs> Such a healthy strategy there, yeah. such a healthy strategy. Nice and sustainable. Very sustainable. Yeah. So when you decided to, to start this company, you didn't have any experience in Nothing. it. Nothing. But your, your colleagues did. Uh, my one of the colleagues did, the other colleague had an idea. I'll not say an experience because he used to sell steel pipes. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a very big believer in the fact that business is business. For me, we sell talent, we sell shows and ideas and costumes. People sell pipes, people sell chairs. I do believe you need business brains behind the business. 
So you don't necessarily have to be a transferable. Full, an expert in that field. What I was going to say is you, you've gotten into a very intense field to just kind very of wing niche. it. Yeah. yeah. So it took about six months and two, eight months to understand that where we fall. Where do you find the courage uh, to do something like that? Because that's high risk. Actually, it was the age because I think... How did your wife take that? <laughs> no, that Hi, time honey. Uh, it was about... We were just 22, 23. Oh, wow. So didn't have... Uh, my parents were there. So my What did they think? My father was supportive. He said, you, what, you want to start? Start. Wow. My mother is not... Still not. She feels uh, business... She wanted, her ca- she wanted her engineer, man. <laughs> yeah. She said, you're a mechanical engineer. You should yeah. be selling engines or technical stuff. Yeah. You're doing this. And still, after 10 years of our company, she tells me to join a job. Wow. <laughs> grow up and get a real job. Yeah. I run my own company, but grow up and get a real job. I think job. everyone in this uh, building has heard that conversation once we, We've all had. I, like, I always say this. My parents still don't know what I do. <laughs> yeah. So you start together. You're like, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to start this company. Two of us out of three don't quite know what it's about, but we can do this. Yes. Six months it took you to get your first client, or how? Six months to get your first client. How did you keep going? One of the things was the KFC, (laughs) (laughs) and the other was doing cold calls. Mm. We were just two without a team. Yeah. Doing cold calls, meeting clients, we thought we would crack. But after this event, we understood that we started getting inquiries for rentals rather than the whole solution. Okay. So we got into events through rentals. Okay. So we started renting these touchscreens to companies, which would just take it for four or five days and then use them for the event. So that's how slowly, slowly we got started with the hardware. Then we got into content. So right now I have a team of about eight artists, VFX artists, creative directors who are into purely 3D and 2D content. Was that because there was a need from the clients or you just you saw another gap or others weren't uh, no, doing since, it because well? lots of people uh, since do our content. Vis- vision was to give a complete solution. Yeah. So UI UX also played an important part. Okay. So we could not be just developers and the hardware guys. We also need to make the application look beautiful. Okay. So that's how we started hiring people, get new teams. So now the teams are taking care of their departments. I love asking this question when it comes to startups. When was your like pinch me moment where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Besides getting your first client after six, six months of eating KFC, what was another like, oh my God. When uh, we could do a very large project for one of the government agencies in uh, Sharjah. Wow. So we have about 88 to 90 touchscreens all around Sharjah. Wow. So we did the whole concept to delivery and uh, we were very confident that we can do anything. In that, I, I remember I personally did a couple of languages because the application is with seven languages. Okay. So the programming of the couple of languages, which I which I learned. You learned to do yeah, yourself. Yeah. Wow. So how hands-on are you guys? Or were you? I'd, I'd assume you've taken a step back. If we would have taken the step back, it was just uh, end of the company. But uh, all three of us were uh, determined to do something of our own and nothing is impossible. So still that motto runs in the company that nothing is impossible, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So when you were doing those 78, how many touchscreens? Uh, about 80. About 80 touchscreens. You go there, you set up the touchscreens, you program it. Do you manage the, the touchscreens? Because yes. we've done events where there's been children and teenagers. And, and they mess it up. They can actually be quite a nightmare uh, to... We have been uh, what they're doing. We have been maintaining this touchscreen for the past seven years. Okay. So we have a contract 
with them, which maintains the screens as well. Okay, and you, you provide the staffing there to maintain and show people how to use the devices? And Not show people exactly, but maintain their devices that all the devices are running 24 So it's like 24 hour service, yes. ongoing service, or like they call if there's an issue and you come if down, or they, how do you, how do you they work? They call it? when there's an issue, if the touch screens are off, but we have a remote system oh. where we... So you can look at it remotely, because I remember yes. when touch screens and sort of the, the more tech came onto events or sort of on-site, on-location. Biggest issue was, okay, you put this great system in place, blah, 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 and then all of a sudden something goes wrong and it stops working. And you get these phone calls from the clients screaming, going, it's not working, come fix it. It was a risk back then. And just, and the cost of maintenance or to oversee was was quite heavy to the point that sometimes we're like, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. So how, how have you made sure that it's, it's financially viable for you? No, we have a good team of engineers who make sure that it is a just stand-on solution because for the touchscreen to run you need power electricity that's there you need internet that's there so if you have all these things it's, it's fine it runs well but so many times you have the internet drops out or something goes wrong like yeah but uh, we have an option where if the internet drops you can still browse the application it'll not so uh, it's got an offline solution yes, always offline solution oh wow so how's uh how's business out in saudi treating you then getting a lot of inquiries for VR, AR now because touchscreens have become a little old but they like our content, 3D, 3D and 2D content which we have designed. So talk to me about VR and AR. A VR is something where you just need a space of about two square meter and you can show the world to them. But like the, so the, the different... very good description. <laughs> really? So it's it's a few words but it's, it's completely true because all you need is the headset. Yes. And whatever you're programming on the headset is what the content so we could turn this loading studio into something completely different just yeah. by the goggles so then but then what's ar ar is not with a headset you need a device like a tablet once you scan it on a surface you can see through the camera about that product or the application i have one of them in my stand i'll show you oh, i'll be coming over to the stand get, get a bit more educated but i think the world we've we've gone in from the pandemic and we've all experienced online meetings and what that means I do believe the next meeting rooms we'll have in the next five years are with a VR headset and you will you'll physically be online but you'll be in a meeting room this is metaverse isn't it this is yes is that the future it is the future but nothing can like uh, I was speaking at one of the slots here for the up upcoming trends in the technology so one of the speakers got a great point that it is the future but you cannot completely, you know, the one-to-one -one interaction. You're never going to replace face-to-face. -face. Yes. So it, it can won't. be like an added feature. Like, for example, one-to-one -one is a phone without a camera. Metaverse is a camera. So you mm. have a phone with a camera now, which is Metaverse. Mm. So maybe you can get more options to look for. So it's, it's going to be like X plus one. Yeah, but like I recently had a company come in to show, you know, take your brand to the Metaverse. This is all the stuff you can do and blah, blah, blah. And I just sort of looked at it, I go, listen, it's great, it's very cool, it's on trend, but it's a nice to have. Before I kind of throw a response, who is generally your target market? Our target market is uh, the agencies, which gives designs to their clients. And we provide the AV and experiential solutions to these agencies. And and the, the agencies that are doing the event, who who's coming to these events? Who's experiencing the AR, the VR? It's different types of events, uh, like for example, if it's a petroleum and oil conferencing. So the engineers who wants to see the sites or something which you cannot 
physically take See, them. See, that I understand. Yeah. Using it as as a solution tool, Correct. you know, that I completely get. But when we're looking at an event, like an award ceremony or, you know, a cocktail function or, you know, so, something more that way as opposed to a solutions-based, it's still a nice to have for me. I think I think that's where, where you yeah. and, and your company would come in and change people's perspective. It, in a very similar way, I've, I've had people tell me that entertainment is an afterthought at an event. Yes. We're an entertainment agency. That's what we do. We don't do a security permit or build whatever you do technology-wise. We provide people. So for certain clients, entertainment is, oh, we have 30,000 left. Let's go do some entertainment. So it's us to also try and flip the narrative, which, yes. which we're looking to do is to go, Without an event, without entertainment, should I say, this is what your event will be. Yes. You can go and do it. You can go mm-hmm. and do these events without technology, but mm-hmm. there's that added value and that, that UPS of why you're yes. in business. Yes, like I said, it cannot, it can never be X. It has yeah. to be X plus one or X plus two. Okay. The physical interaction, one-to-one interaction is always going to be X. And how do you, how do you um, present the ROI to clients? Because I would, I would uh, hazard a guess that having this sort of technology doesn't come cheap. Yes. So how do you have, like, when you're going in and you want to sell this to a client, how do you present to them the ROI? Uh, how do you get them to invest? Uh, first thing, what clients come to us and they ask us that you should something, you should show something to us which is which has never been done. Mm-hmm. That's one thing which can engage the customers mm-hmm. or my audiences so we provide solutions which first pull them to their stands Mm -hmm. so for example we have a technology where it's a transparent screen Mm -hmm. doesn't comes in different sizes it's a 55 inch transparent screen which is transparency of 70% so first thing when you see something on that stand you want to go and touch it and you want to go and feel it so that's first job is done audiences have already come to your stand then is the engagement between you and the interface once that is done and if the message has gone to the audiences i think the roi is done yeah that's what we give to the clients is that screen 100 percent customizable you can put anything on that yes we can, we can put anything so, this is the, ryan's very excited about this topic he's been he's been like looking forward to yeah. today yeah. this but one no essentially there's there's been briefs that we get where i don't know if you know will i am from the black eyed peas and back in the day he came out with this music video where his DJ decks were on a screen and you could watch him move the sliders. Yes, he wasn't physically doing it, but it was that, that visual perception of what he's doing it. If you've got a 55 inch... So it gave inch, a different dimension. Exactly. You've got a 55 inch and if you can program a DJ setup there, all it takes is for the person to understand the movement of it and that sound can come out. Mm. But again, it's taking a twist to what is traditionally just CDJs and a mixer behind a desk. You've added that and people will come in and see your stand because it's something different. And I think that's what you, you can provide. So it's really about the experience. It's, the, experience. it's, it's yes. the experience that you're creating. Yes. So as much as it's the technology, it's actually the experience and the story that you're adding to it. So uh, nowadays we are getting a lot of inquiries for gamification of experiences. Oh, tell me more. So what happens is if it's, and from companies which are core industrial companies, like uh, we did another project for one of the companies where it was about rigging mm-hmm. and we made a solution where it was a tiles 
So the more you run on the tiles, the faster drilling happens. Oh wow! And you okay. can see that on the screen. So in this, the message of the company goes well to the audience, and the audience also enjoys. And then and it's it's creating engagement. Engagement, yeah. Because that's 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 one of the topics we were talking about today on one of the panels about creating engaging experiences for audiences, and and that that is very much about going that extra mile these days. Right. It's no longer about the audience sitting back and just observing. Yes. Or being a part of the audience, they actually right. want to be immersed in the experience, and that's where events are really going these days. So I can understand how yeah. your technology is generations sort of are changing. Away. Like for example, if you see my son, who is a four-year-old, mm. he wants to go and touch the TV yeah. because he feels he can automatically. With it. It's amazing how they know. Like my niece, she's one, one and a half. Show the phone, and the first thing she does is try yes. and swipe. I'm like, how do you know that? That's correct. So even the generation is changing. So that's a challenge. Mm. Also, that we need to give something new every day. Mm. So what is next? Right now, what we have seen is metaverse, mm -hmm. the virtual world. But mm -hmm. after the, but I feel because of the pandemic, it was more in the market. Yeah. But once you have the one-to-one -one events, well, like so what we have, back a bit. pull back a bit. Yeah. Metaverse. Do you think we're ever gonna end up 100% in that world? Forgetting that COVID happened and, you know, everyone sort of went into that world and then now that we're back to face-to-face, -face, well, obviously everyone wants to do that. But the future of it, do you think it's ever going to get to a point where we are living in the metaverse? I feel yes. Really? Because if you see our cousins, they are more on phone, Facebook, WhatsApp, than meeting personally. Wow. I don't know if I like that. I think there's a big group of people that, for lack of a better word, the introverts that would enjoy yes. it. It's those trolls that are behind the Twitter feed that are able to say, oh, <laughs> you person, but you can't actually say it to them face to face. Yeah. I personally don't believe we'll, we'll always, everyone will be there. I definitely wouldn't. I think it's the live experiences, the live shows, the live. Yes. For me, it's even interacting with the content, not being the content over my head. I mean, I put it on a VR headset. Yes was a lot of fun but i kind of look at it like how i do a playstation there's a time and a place and yes. i wouldn't necessarily like to sit with the vr headset and conduct a meeting no um, i don't i don't think it yeah have i like people impact. too much yes i think we'll always like people yeah so it's up to us as live event experts to make sure people always do it with enhancing finding a nice it, balance finding a nice i, th balance. I think yeah. the future is the balance yeah bringing it more but it'll, I, don't, I don't think it'll uh, completely change what we do because a car will be a car. Mm. Only thing what changes will be electrical car, <laughs> hydrogen fuel. But a car is still a, car, a car is a car. car. With four wheels. Yeah. Oh, well, that's. I think that's a really great place to uh, wrap this one up. A car is a car is a car. No matter which way you package car. it, it will always be a car. Lovely. Thank you so much for coming into the studio today and enjoy the rest of your time at the event show. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Don. We are The Loaded.